Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving and is ready to extend it one more day for our Thanksgiving special. That's right, it is time for the November Needless Quarantary, and we sat down this time to watch... The A-Team Season 5 episode, Family Reunion, which is Thanksgiving-themed. We wanted to do something a little weird and different, so that's what we did. Uh, We had a lot of fun talking about it, and you'll be enjoying it in just a few minutes here. But first, I've got to do this intro thing that I do. Uh, Obviously, today is Black Friday. It is also Record Store Day Black Friday. And I haven't really been able to keep up with the whole Record Store Day thing because this year they've been doing something different where it seems like every couple of months they do some kind of Record Store Day thing. And it's just been too much to keep track of with everything else that's been going on, which I know is a weird thing to say. Okay, let me ask you guys this. Do you feel like this year, as oppressive and disappointing as it has been, Has it flown by, or is it just me? I can't believe it's November. I can't believe Thanksgiving is done. Now, for me, Thanksgiving is not done, but for you guys, it was yesterday, or maybe even longer ago, if you don't listen to this episode as soon as it drops. Uh, But it's it's insane that we're already in November. Uh, It's wild. Uh, and And it seems like somehow or other the time has just flown by. But anyway... Uh, lots of stuff going on today. Lots of places are going to be having sales. I need a new desk chair badly. I, I bought a new one maybe a year or so ago. And Arian had recommended an Amazon one, but it wasn't like big enough. It it just wasn't it wasn't good for me. So I'm still sitting in my chair that I think might be 20 years old now, and it's not bad. It's just old and I'd like a new more comfortable chair because after 20 years the the spongy seating pad thing is a little smushed down and and probably honestly if I can get a little graphic probably doesn't smell all that great either I'm not gonna lie uh so Friday I got I'm gonna be looking for new chair for myself and for Phantom Jr. because I just found out the other day he doesn't like the chair he's been sitting in for school, uh, which I, I didn't. I mean, I guess I should have known because it's like looks like an ancient chair, but he's he's not a big complainer, so it, it takes something for him to say, "Hey, this I don't care for this." So I'm going to be looking for sales on uh, probably gaming chairs because I think that's sort of the most versatile kind of chair you can get. Uh, other stuff. I, I've got a little bit of Christmas shopping left to do, but not a whole lot. I tend to start in like July, so I'll stockpile stuff throughout the year so I'm not stuck in November or beginning of December or whatever, all of a sudden having to drop a ton of money uh, on Christmas. I I tend to sort of plan all year, so I'm, I've, I've got a few things here and there to check out. 
but mostly Black Friday is not going to be a, a huge event for me. I think those chairs are kind of the big things. Uh, I am. I have a five-day stretch right now. I work Wednesday through Sunday, which is just really, really great and super, let me tell you, uh, because it means I work on Thanksgiving, and uh, I work the whole weekend after Thanksgiving. It's it's really great. I love the new five-day schedule uh, where rather than you know having to work three days, but then you get a couple days off, now you just work five, and the holiday's buried in the middle. It's really, really super great and awesome. Oh, here's another great thing. Uh, from I, I'm... Uh, my job is considered essential so i reported to work throughout the pandemic and today in the mail i received what is apparently my company's uh compensation for continuing to work under these dangerous conditions uh of reporting to work side by side with a bunch of dumb rednecks who won't wear masks uh my reward was a mask a single mask with the company logo emblazoned on the side. So that went straight in the trash. And and no, there wasn't like a bonus check or anything like that hidden inside. Uh, no, no, no. That was uh, one, one single mask was my thank you for continuing to do the thing that I do that is so vital to America's continuation. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got a little more bitter and angry than I intended it to. I've, I'm fine. Everything's great. I'm excited about the holidays. Today, went outside, put up all the Christmas lights outside, put our light up. Uh, we're not inflatables people. We have traditionally not had very good luck with inflatables. Uh, the motors burn out or they blow away. or so, I, I don't know what it is. We're just, they're just not our thing. But I do like the wireframe light up guys with the sort of fur on them or you know what I'm talking about uh, those things I do like because you basically nail them into the ground and then they light up they don't go anywhere they resist the weather quite nicely the only working parts are the little lights in them which are LED lights now so there's only those don't even burn out uh, and we've got one of uh, the bum bumble oh gosh just the abominable snowman from uh, Rudolph and then we've got a Snoopy we have a, a Santa riding a Bronco that Phantom Jr. picked out when he was like two or three years old, I think. And I'm not even sure that the Bronco, because it had a little motor in it where it went up and down. Uh, I don't even know that that motor works anymore. Uh, I don't have it plugged in at the moment. And then we've also got a rotund little Santa that sits up on the porch. So I like that kind of stuff. But I need to hit up Home Depot because for Halloween, I I, for the first time, bought those little spotlight deals. I have one that projected all the universal monsters, like you switched out the slides uh, every couple of days or whatever. And then I had another one that was dancing skeletons, like it was kind of animated. I mean, it wasn't animated, but it had a little motor that turned them around so it looked like they were dancing around in a big circle. Uh, and I definitely want some Christmas ones of those. Those... Uh, are great. You stick them in the ground or position them wherever you want to position them and very easy. Plug them in and, and it's it looks neat. So I'm hoping there's going to be some kind of like dancing elves one or maybe a dancing snowmen, something like that. I'm sure there is a Christmas version of the dancing skeletons. And then if there's any kind of little projector deal where it's like slides of Norman Rockwell scenes or something like that, I'm in. 
or you know buddy the elf whatever so i i gotta stop by home depot on the way home tomorrow and see if i can find a couple of extra things to put out in the yard and then down here in the phantom zone the phantom zone tree is up it's lit me and phantom jr uh decorated it earlier today I'm kind of exhausted, by the way. I've been working all day because what I realized the other day is I had a bunch of stuff in the spot where the Christmas tree goes. So there is a bunch of stuff that's waiting to be unboxed, other stuff that just needs to be put away that because that area isn't used, it's not like we walk through there. It's a corner of the room. It had just accumulated things that had to be put away. So I've been basically working all day including my ddp workout which was below the belt today which was if you uh, below the belt and strength builder if you don't do those fairly regularly when you go back to them they are brutal uh so i'm tired right now you guys i'm 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 a little tired uh so anyway trees up down here we've still got to decorate upstairs but that's just gonna have to wait uh sometime in the next few days maybe one of the days when i get home from work or whatever uh, because it is currently 7 30 at night and i've got to go to bed soon to be up at 3 30 in the morning uh so that's 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 kind of an encapsulation of this time of year right oh i i took uh all of my christmas music on the computer and put it on my flash drive that i keep in the car so now i will have christmas music good to go uh in the car and I bought a new album uh, that, well, it's not new. It's new to me because I didn't realize they had one. Squirrel Nut Zippers have a Christmas album called Christmas Caravan. And I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know how it escaped my attention because I'm a fan of the band. I've got most of their other albums. Uh, well, they've only got like four or five albums. But anyway, somehow this one had slipped past and, and I just didn't know about it. So I downloaded that. It's on there. I'm going to be listening to that tomorrow it's it's a weird busy fun time of year where uh we're we're trying to be as cheerful as possible focus on the positives of the holiday season uh not think about the fact of these five day stretches that i'm going to be working over the holidays Oof. uh because the house will be full of cheer everything is going to be wrapped and under the tree we're gonna have dogs running around wearing sweaters and little jingling bells around their necks until they get angry and we have to take them off uh you got to make your own magic this year guys more so than ever i think because we're still at a point where gathering with friends or going to big you know fun concerts and stuff just isn't happening so you got to make that fun in your own home and and share it when you can uh, and now it is time to share some fun. And that fun comes in the form of the A-Team Thanksgiving special from 1986, I think, the season five of the A-Team. Uh, please listen, enjoy. If you can find this to stream somewhere, that is your business, how you decide to watch it. Uh, but it's, it's a fun episode that's worth watching. And it actually has... We realized as we were talking about it, it does have a good theme and a good message. So uh, check it out. It is time for our needless quarantary.
right. Joining me tonight for our November Needless Quarantary is the, the Needless Commentary team. Arian, how's it going? Hey, guys. What's up? Ryan and Nicole, are, are you guys sufficiently snuggled up to talk about our subject tonight? We are ready for some action. We are super If you cozy. know what I mean. Oh, baby. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you don't have the video on. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep it keep it locked down. We're fully nude, of course. So, well, that's fine. We're I not, mean, actually. That's why, why, why not? <laughs> Under these circumstances. Nude and greased up, ready to go. <laughs> Just like Mr. T. Absolutely. So, uh, speaking of Mr. T, I think since we're doing these things a little differently, I wanted to try some different things that maybe we wouldn't have have done under normal commentary circumstances where we sit down, we watch the movie. Uh, I want to try, you know, TV shows or shorts or collections of things. I don't know. We're going to be doing some different stuff because I think we actually have a little bit more versatility with being able to watch it separately, get our thoughts together, maybe take some notes or whatever, and then get together and discuss it. Um, so what we're watching for Thanksgiving time or for fall harvest celebration or November shout at the family time, what, whatever your personal preference is for eating lots of food in November, we're going to be watching from season five of the A-Team Family Reunion. Now, when I suggested this, and I'm, uh, I'm starting it up now, I'm just going to leave it playing in the background. Um, oh, no, I'm not because I didn't turn the sound off. Um, so we're, uh, when I suggested this, what did you guys think? What, what was your reaction to one doing a TV show and two doing an episode of the 18? Oh, I was immediately on board. Um, oddly enough, you didn't know this, but like, I actually have some 18 crossover with a project that I'm working on with some, some references <laughs> and inspiration. So <laughs> I've actually kind of been wanting to dive more into the 18. So it worked out really good for me. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Now, before we get into too much detail, would you say it's possible we dove a bit too far and maybe should have gotten in a little more more shallow into the A-Team history? This, this, was, this was the last season of the A-Team, and I feel like it was the last season of the A-Team for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I, this may not have been the strongest choice out of all of the choices available, but I, maybe it was the only turkey-related choice. I'm not sure. Well, and it turned out to not even really be all that turkey related, but it's no. time to record, <laughs> so we're out of options. Well, we could always just talk about the WKRP in Cincinnati Thanksgiving episode. Well, it's it's too late. I have not seen that episode really? in so many years. Okay. As long as I mean, I've seen it, but I really would not be one to talk about it. I'm like, there was a helicopter and turkeys. I, I don't know. Yeah. I watched it last year, and I'm not ready to talk about it right now I, I i would need a refresher well there's a lot of trauma associated with it so. <laughs> yes. i think our problem is jumping into season five of a show that we're probably not like really up on and just being like wait what's happening who's raising turkeys what's going on who's yeah who? yeah it was just weird it was just I, it was very obviously a bunch of stuff was set up that nobody realized was set up so yeah and i was a a uh, huge, huge A-Team fan uh, around uh, age 10. And I, I guess maybe I fell off the wagon by season five or 
or I guess I probably watched a lot of it in in reruns and in syndication and things like that. Um, but like, I don't remember the last season because I was like, who is this goober? <laughs> like, there are four people in the A team. Like, there's right. not like, as, as Ryan called them, scrappy-doo, like, hanging around with the A team for, I don't know, no particular reason. Yeah, and now Murdoch, like, raises turkeys. Well, yeah. and also Murdoch is way less, he's more uh, eccentric than crazy. Yeah, he was like calm and he's like, I have a girlfriend and now I'm not psychotic. I'm like, this is not as interesting. But now I really want to go back and watch like season two. Yeah, and that's when when I chose this, it was just because it was the Thanksgiving episode. I had no memory of this whatsoever. And honestly, I don't know. I don't remember this season. I certainly don't remember... What was it? Poochie? What was his name? Frankie. I think yeah, was it Frankie. Frankie. Like, yeah. I remember him, but like, I didn't remember him off the top of my head. I'd like, as soon as I saw him, I remembered him like, oh, God, it's this part of the A team. Yeah, and apparently he's in that whole season. Yeah. He's, well, it looks like, because what I remember, and I guess this is season four, I remember them actually being apprehended by the government and like sent to federal prison, which I believe is what we're seeing in, in the opening credits, which yeah. by the way, the new, the redo of the theme song was a bit much. Uh, it had a lot going on, like funky bass lines yeah. and like, yeah, well, it, it started. I felt like I was getting punched in the face by Hans Zimmer. And then I felt like I was being hugged by Van Hammer, Jan Hammer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of the wrestler Van Hammer. Being, hung, being hugged by someone's hammer. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it, the, the shift in the theme song from like, it felt like about 20 minutes of military drum beats. <laughs> and then it goes into an ultra synth version of the A-Team theme that's not half as good as just the regular A-Team theme. And also, um, they dropped the whole, in 1975, these, you know... Well, it's because I think that storyline kind of had been wrapped up, I guess. I guess right, they were apprehended. They... Yeah. And now, I guess... Because I, I was super disoriented when this <laughs> yeah. started off. I didn't know what Robert Apparently... Vaughn was doing in his super government spy airplane. <laughs> that was kind of badass, though. It was awesome. But I didn't remember him being... Hunt Stockwell is now like run he's not running the a team but i guess handler yeah he has them at his disposal yeah which is not the worst idea in the world because they they're not gonna they're not gonna stay in america and be on the run from the government forever at some point that has to change uh so i don't honestly have a problem with the premise changing i just the 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 disorient Come on. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's like emphasizing constantly that he's a special effects artist. It's like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. By the fourth time he said it, I was like, oh, is that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> he was but, like, that's what you get when you have a real special effects artist. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And didn't yeah. he say at one point, wasn't he like, I guess that's the casting call or something like that? Like yeah. it was ridiculous. He also inferred that he worked on Jaws. Oh, like, I missed that. Oh yeah, and he throws the fire extinguisher under the car, and he's like, oh, "You're gonna love this. We did this in Jaws." 
okay i didn't know what he said there i was watching it with phantom jr and we were i'll be honest we were kind of talking about a couple other things at the time because this this didn't do the best job of keeping my interest uh and despite Why that i do not? have lots of notes basically uh, basically for the audience we should have watched thanks killing again no, yes. no, we shouldn't. No, yes, we should Although the I, I audience should go and listen to Thanksgiving needless commentary again. This is I true. do recommend that. It is a classic. Uh, but I mean, there was still some fun to be had. Oh, yeah. I actually this enjoyed episode. it. it was yeah, cool. I actually, I had no idea what the guy's backstory was at that point because Ryan looked it up like a few minutes later. So, But once the, I looked it up, he started dropping stuff every five seconds. Yeah, He's this like, is I'm a special like, effects <laughs> guy. I'm like, oh, I could have just waited. A guy I mean, that shoots a, a fire extinguisher. Show. Each yeah. character is probably gonna give their. It's like a Chris Claremont comic. They're gonna. Yeah. I, I am. I am the best there is at what I do, and what I do is not pretty. You're gonna get that at least like three panels out of the comic. I'm a I shoveler. Say, I shovel I will, well. <laughs> I will say, like, uh, you know, it wasn't the most Thanksgiving, like, as in like the holiday stuff. No. But the theme of it was family, True. and I did appreciate that because. One of my first notes is Mr. T saying, it doesn't matter where you are. It's where your heart is. And that's where your family's at. And I was like, damn, that is touching, Mr. T. Yeah, I like that. was great. That was there. They're in there playing pool, hanging out in the A-team headquarters. I guess that's what this is, where they all live together. Um, And yeah, the the theme of the episode, if, if we're being honest and a little schmaltzy, we do admit that while it was very disappointing, that at no point did Mr. T come walking out of the kitchen with like a big giant turkey and everybody was sitting at the table ready to eat. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Thematically, this was a good Thanksgiving episode because we have uh, Face, who is an orphan, and I actually did kind of remember that from... The, like, that's a thing. They didn't just bring that into this episode. Um, we find out that this guy may or may not be Face's father. Spoiler alert, he is. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but the the team gets hired, or, or gets dispatched. I guess they don't really get hired anymore to reunite a father who's a corporate businessman who has a lot of secrets that could destroy the government with his estranged daughter who he hasn't seen in twenty years. So uh, they they go their separate ways. One one part of the team goes to get the father. One part of the team goes to get the daughter, uh, which. By the way, when they find the daughter initially, uh, and if if you haven't seen this yet, there are going to be a lot of spoilers. Sorry, listeners. Uh, it's from You're 1986. Ruin a real special moment in your lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was funny to me when they go to pick the daughter up from her apartment. She just goes with them, no problem. Yeah. But yeah, but then- it's because it's because Mr. T, like, he sells that shit because the other dude's like, he's like, well, man, we need to talk to you about this and this. And Mr. T's like, your dad wants to talk to you. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and, and, well, and, and but you're like, really? These two guys show up at the door and are like, pack your bag, come with us. And she just goes. But then it turns out she just goes because she's not actually the daughter. She has been sent with an explosive purse to blow up the father right by the by the bad guy who's some kind of like com- congressman or e- evil typical evil yeah. old white man evil washington guy yeah yeah but before, this guy's gonna spill the beans before we get uh to all that 
one of the things I wanted to mention when when we're hanging out in the the A team headquarters, and they're all talking, Mister Mister T drops the sage advice, never to or maybe no no it was face face. Drops oh yeah, advice, I know what you're gonna say never get too friendly with a bird you're gonna eat, and then Hannibal immediately walks around the corner with some hot young babe on his arm. Yes. And then he says the same thing, and I'm like, yes. is this a common phrase that it's people say? It's an old A-team cliche. He's Never like, get well, too friendly with a bird you're going to eat. <laughs> and it could refer to uh, literal birds or possibly comely young women. Yes, uh, I feel yeah. like it was definitely directed at that random woman. I think so, and we don't know who she was. Brian may not know this since this episode was filmed before he was born, but that was a, a typical turn of phrase. Back in that day, <laughs> yes, we that used was to the say hot it all phrase. the time in 1986. That was the hot phrase in 1986. As a matter of fact, I had a I had a Varney shirt with uh, with that phrase on the back. I would wear it with my Panama Jack hat. <laughs> there you go. So they they are sent to reunite this uh, father and daughter, and they're both in Florida. So you know there's going to be trouble. <laughs> Shit's gonna get weird. What uh, at this point in the episode where we're kind of, I mean, for me, I was still figuring out where the hell we were in the world of the A team uh, as they were going onto this boat to retrieve the father. Who, why was this guy like 98 years old and on death's door? Because and why were his eyebrows so angry? <laughs> they were impressive yes. eyebrows. Yeah. He, he had his serious, uh, like, there there was grass on that field. Yeah. <laughs> but you could, like, it, it's believable that guy being that bold and being Face's dad, because like, you could think, like, Face, okay, Face is kind of pushing late 30s, 40s. Well, 1986, like, he was, they were in Vietnam. Right. So, I mean, he would be, I mean, he wouldn't be early 40s, I wouldn't think. He'd be, like, late 40, Yeah, I guess he, yeah. Uh, but like, but still, that guy the, was the, like the daughter, crazy. the actual daughter. When we meet her, seems like she's in her like mid twenties. I don't know. And she the was, picture of them together, she and Face are clearly like right around the same age. The the picture of them when they're younger, right? That yeah. that Murdoch for some reason instantly recognizes his face. <laughs> yeah, that he must be. They must be really close friends because he immediately was like, "Hey, that's Face." Like well, that was the craziest thing about Murdoch in this episode is how obsessed he seemed to be with face. Yeah. yeah like, it almost seemed like he had the same picture in his wallet. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Like, that's how I know. <laughs> yeah. I kind of took it as he had seen the picture before somehow. I don't know how, but. Late, later in life, Murdoch's just sitting there looking at pictures of face, listening to that Nickelback song about photographs. Ew. What's wrong <laughs> with you? That's terrible. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we get, uh, they, they get their hands. The, the old man is on this boat, which is for some reason, it's like a relatively modern, uh, boat, uh, you know, multi-level, not, I guess not quite a yacht, but, but relatively fancy. Like, oh yeah. The sort yeah, of boat just... James Spader's dad would have in an eighties movie. Yeah. Definitely uh, a rich guy boat. But for some reason, the captain of this boat looks like a salty old sea fuck. Like, what? <laughs> what? He's wearing, like, the pea coat and the captain's hat and a torn-up sweater. And, like, when uh, they find him, he's like, what are you doing on me boat? Yarr! 
pulls a pistol on him like immediately. I was like, what this this captain does not go with this boat. Yeah, it's also weird that like the old guy didn't tell him, like, hey, you know, some people are coming because he knew he was getting picked up by the A team. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is he had the familiarity with the A team, so why not tell salty old seafood? Yeah. Hey, look, there's gonna be an old man in a members only jacket, <laughs> a younger guy that's unusually attractive, and possibly a big black guy with a mohawk and lots and lots of gold. Like, yeah. why not give him a heads up? You might want to know about this. Yeah. True. <laughs> A colorful assortment of characters are coming to retrieve me, so don't go into your salty old sea dog with a flintlock pistol act. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm guessing that somebody they told the costume people they 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 just said we need like a crazy sail or we need a sailor to pull a gun, but didn't tell him anything else. A captain. We need, yeah. we need a captain, and he just meant like a a captain stubing type. Yeah, and they went completely the other direction with exactly. That's oh man, can we watch a love boat episode? Yes, we can. Is there in if there's a love boat Christmas episode? I guarantee there is a love boat episode for every holiday. Yeah, yeah. There's probably an Arbor Day love boat episode. That show was on for a long ass time. I hope Charo and Ricardo Montalban are in the Christmas episode. God, I hope so. That's what I need. And they've never Felice seen an episode Navidad together. What? Never what? seen an episode of the Love Boat. Whoa. I've seen plenty of the A Team, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even pretend to outrage at that. I mean, it, <laughs> it, your your age, like it's not like you're gonna go seek out. Ooh, Love Boat. Huh? I don't know. When we were kids, it was in. It was like in reruns, and also currently on on every channel all the time. Like the yeah, love boat was look, like if I if I hadn't grown up with the love boat, I wouldn't like seek it out. Even if I was just sitting watching wow. TV and like the love Ooh, boat crap. popped up, I'd be like, it's time to find something else to watch. There's there's ten episodes. There's ten seasons of the love boat. Holy oh, crap. There's ten yeah. Christmas episodes. Surely there must be multiple Christmas episodes. I would imagine I, I, so. I mean, you're right. Like, I never was like, you know what? It's time for me to watch the, like, I want to watch the love boat, but I, it was just like always there. So I was like, oh, the love boat. No, I mean, I, I liked it, but somebody <laughs> 10 years younger than us is not yeah. gonna like, like, that's not a <laughs> thing. It's not like it's just on like mom's watching the love boat. Yeah. It never really quite interested me, but uh, yeah. I mean, I watch plenty of old stuff. Like, I watch the A Team, I watch Dark Shadows, and all that stuff. Well, right, but, but that's horror and action and stuff. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. not like C grade celebrities <laughs> on a cruise ship. Yeah, there's a little bit of a difference. But so, I'm all, I'm all about that. Um, she just uh, the the presumed daughter, the first one that they go pick up at her apartment, just goes oh, with them. We can find we talk out, about her helmet hair? Sure. Just for like one second, yeah. her her hair was like the most 80s helmet hair like even more so than the actual daughter it was glorious well when you're going on a covert mission to blow up a 98 year old man you put on your bulletproof hair yeah you've got to make sure that you're fully wearing your personal protective gear yes absolutely. including your helmet head yeah. So they they grab her. She goes right with them. No problem. But it's because she's not really the daughter. But then uh, with Owens, was that the the flunky's name? I think uh, goes after him. He's there with his goons. And I love how this guy and his goons 
manage to be wherever the A team is like five minutes after they get there, even though they're the most incompetent batch of criminals you've ever seen. Yeah, and they're literally there to just show up, fight a little bit, and then get shut down and then leave. Like, yes, and it's great because yeah. that's like to me that was how this episode was satisfying. Is that's what I want out of an A team episode. I want to see even more so than them doing goofy stuff like putting a giant claw on the front of the van. <laughs> I'm there for them to make bad guy goons look foolish. And yes. these guys were like the cream of the fool crop. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the uh, interrogation scene in the gym was amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, and I, I kid you not, if I had to put money on it, I would say they have stuck somebody into one of those sweat box things that I guess are a real thing because every show <laughs> from Scooby-Doo to the love boat to this has shown us that those things where people get in them and their heads stick out and then they just sit in them and steam and sweat. Like every show has told us that that's a real thing. So I can it only looks like a human is. toaster. It does. <laughs> or, or like uh, from the star Trek pilot, what Pike is in. Oh yeah. It's like uh, that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they, it, well, and the, how they, how they apprehend this guy is so great because he's in the little, the little storage closet or whatever, putting the silencer on his gun, getting ready to cap this girl and T's fist just pops out of the, the clothes and knocks him right out. <laughs> He'd been in 3D or 3T. I Three. would watch an episode of the A-Team in 3T. Yes. Everything Mr. T does is in 3D. He is the gem of this ball. So just Mr. T is in 3D. Yes, just everything him. else is in 2D. I love it. Yes. I love That's yes. the best idea ever. So they lock this guy up in this sweat box with his head poking out. And Mr. T is just standing behind him just randomly working out. He's <laughs> got his those big, weird 80 thing. Yeah, he's got yes. his big flex bar. It's a little like springy there. thing. <laughs> yeah, the... the bar with the spring in the middle just bended it working out behind this guy while they're interrogating him and of course he lasts like 30 seconds before he's like i'll tell you everything yeah, yeah they're like he was like oh there's two settings on this you know we've got it on low we could turn it on high right. which is still for a person like, and i'm like gonna... but yeah this is literally made for you just to sit in and like no no perspire no, no, no. a little bit Every... he's like i guess we'll turn it to high no 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 i'm like uh every right. piece of like fitness equipment if you if you know your action slash horror tv shows and <laughs> movies every piece of fitness equipment has a setting that is lethal to humans yes like that's just a fact <laughs> and then osha came along in the 90s and cut all that out it fucking ruined everything yeah they did that no more could you have like microwave broil on the, the sauna room <laughs> or whatever like guys it's not really safe or practical or reasonable in any way to have this setting on something that humans go what why would the manufacturer even create it this way everything has a murder setting on it <laughs> yeah, you yes. got a low setting a medium setting and a certain death setting <laughs> the work here is done fellas we, we should probably stop that uh so they they get the information out of this guy they find out what's going on that the, the uh, Senator Evil Whiteman is after everybody. Um, <laughs> Evil Whiteman. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. And uh, so 
Hannibal goes straight to evil Whiteman's house to tell him to cut this shit out. And it's great because I feel like at this point in the show, the bad guys just never get the upper hand anymore. I didn't feel like, I don't know about you guys. I didn't feel like at any point in this episode were the A-team really in any danger whatsoever. No, not yeah. at all. Not even remotely. Other because than some friend, a friendship was almost in danger, and that was sad. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. In earlier seasons, there was always, because you had three acts, and the second act, the bad guys always got the upper hand. And you'd right. be like, usually, oh, they, usually they kidnap Stace. Yeah, yeah. He was like the Daisy Duke of this show. Uh, but in, in this episode like really at no point did did the tables get turned or was there really any question whatsoever that the a-team was going to prevail no we were just there to see them make those goons look like idiots this one i mean i i don't know about the rest of the season but it it did seem like they were like listen we're going to focus a lot more on like characters and character interactions and stuff like that i don't know if that was the intention but i mean to me it feels like there was a lot more because like all the action was right up front and then at the end but in the middle it was pretty much all just characters and them dealing with the father thing and all that stuff and yet it still managed to move along. Because I, when, when I sat down to start watching it, my concern was that this 42 to 46 minutes, whatever it was, uh, might kind of lag a little bit, might seem like a longer proposition than I'd intended. But it, I mean, it moved along pretty well. Yeah. I thought the pacing was pretty good. Yeah. It like They didn't ever linger on one like part for too long, really. Like... And there, yeah, there it, it was, was a, it was pretty hyperactive with how how it jumped around between scenes and between what what was going on. And, and the uh, when when the the bad guys thought they were going to have a devious plot, or they finally rescue the actual daughter, they're like, okay, we we put a tracking signal on her bracelet, and then of course <laughs> the A team turns that around by like leaving that in. <laughs> An abandoned house in a bear's cabin. Bear. Oh, and did the bear throw those guys out the Four window? People. Out window. <laughs> Is that what bears do? No, I think they just jumped out the window. I don't know because that, they go in there with the works. bear, and then they all fly out the window simultaneously. And then the bear walks over to the windows, like "fuck you guys." Yeah, don't it, come in my fucking bear house. To me, the way cabin. it was. To me, yes. the way it was shot, it really seemed like they were trying to imply that the bear just picked four people up and threw them out the window. I mean, Can I'm okay know? with that, too. Yeah, yeah, You know, bear attacks are notoriously just throwing people out windows. I mean, they, they don't use the claws. They don't use the teeth. They just pick you up, throw you right out a window. Yeah. Well, when they, because you're, the way that they shot it, it made it look like they were sneaking up on the cabin because the, the real daughter what's her name ellen wasn't that her name yeah it doesn't really matter elaine or she went in and talked to talk to estranged crusty old dad who's trying i guess got all he's not he's not not trying to acting because he was the worst actor in this whole show oh no see i thought the daughter was way worse than he was okay he was terrible i mean don't don't get me wrong but like neither one of them made me angry the way poochie made me angry he didn't I, he didn't bother me as much. I mean, I didn't want him there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he didn't 
actively bother me the way like the little cousin from uh the mike siever show growing pains yeah like when they introduced the little cousin on growing pains or like oh, a little, God. like that that stuff really bothered me drove me nuts this guy was just like i don't want him here but he's not he's not I, doing oh, enough for me to care yeah he was just doing the stuff mr t used to do i guess mr t was like, look, I, you guys are going to keep paying me because I'm Mr. T. I'm literally one of the top five biggest celebrities in the world right now. I'll keep showing up for your little show, but you get somebody else to handle the tools and, and put stuff on the truck and stuff because I don't want to do that anymore. I just <laughs> want to get pumped in the background. Put me in scenes where I can just stand around and work out. That's a different show where he, Mr. T is getting pumped in the background. <laughs> I mean, oh no, you can, you can make these demands. That's <laughs> another one we need to. I'm going to add this to the list too. We need to watch a couple of episodes of Mr. T and the T Force. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's the what? It's the animated show where Mr. T helps <laughs> his young team of gymnasts solve mysteries. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's a real wow. thing. That sounds awesome. And we'll eat Mr. T cereal while we do it. Yes. Which is we one of have... the few like crappy breakfast cereals I was actually allowed to eat when I was a kid for some reason. Because Mr. T is strong. Right. Clearly he, eat it. he got that strong by eating sugary cereal. Yes. Real quick, I got to mention this because it's on in the background right now. Uh, how did clown drive throughs become a trope? Because I don't know, because I've, I've never, never seen one. Never in my life have I ordered fast food from a clown's face. No. But it's in everything. Yeah, still. Like, yeah. newer stuff still has that. Like, yeah, I've seen that a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. Arian, thoughts? I mean, I think it stems from the, the collective unconscious work. Clowns are clearly evil and cannibalistic and trying to eat us. And they fuck you in the drive-thru? I mean, well, they do somebody has got a drive-thru. That's drive true. Yeah. yeah, that's a fact. You know, no, I'm not Arian, a fan. That's what it is. You're, Arian, I think you're onto something. Because these drive-thru clowns are trying to feed us shitty, greasy, fast food to make us big and fat. So we'll be better to eat. It's, it's true. It's I possible we're something. all looking into this a little too much. But that yeah. is impossible. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so, it is a common trope. Anyway, uh, clown drive-through. Did you guys notice, uh, Mr. T? And, and I would imagine, you know, as a kid, I probably didn't take note of this at all. But now, having noticed something in this episode about Mr. T and his appearance, my guess is that he had different jewelry. Maybe not in every episode, but that it did get switched up from time to time. Did you notice he has a big sweet heart uh, on his necklace in this episode? No. no. Like a fist-sized heart uh, around the, the longest of his necklaces because, of course, he has the, the cascading necklaces around his neck. You know, the, what, 10, 20, like right up here, and then he'll always have one that's sort of a pendant type. Uh, yeah, the big pendant in this episode was a, was a big heart, and I thought that was really nice. 
<laughs> it's very touching. He is the heart of the show. He is the heart of the show. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll uh, say real quick, going back to the shitty actor, dad, uh, the 90 year old guy. Yes. Um, that guy, the scene where he's like laying in bed and, and he's like, oh, I'm so feeble. I'm going to die. And then he like puts the covers like over his knees to like, I guess that's what sick people do. Your knees get really cold when you're near death. Just just the knees. Just and, your then, knees. and then like the whole entire time, if you rewatch that scene, which there's no reason to, but if you did rewatch it, like you can tell he's just reading from cue cards and he's just like, bad. like bad, like just real bad. Like his eyes keep darting all around. He's trying to keep up with it. He's like, and then I did this. I Yes. Yes. I did that. Yep. Yeah. His performance is absolutely rotten, but, <laughs> but I feel because he's portraying somebody that's old and feeble and they also gave him a line where he straight up says, I'm having trouble saying what I want to say. <laughs> so it's almost like they wrote him an excuse for sucking so bad. Well, yeah. I feel like he probably sucked so bad. So they were just like, they had to add it in. Good Lord. Well, just, just say, I'm sorry for sucking. Can you just it, say that? <laughs> and spoiler alert. He, he does die partway through the episode. So yeah, it was really tragic. I was upset. <laughs> I cared a lot about his character. <laughs> oh, another thing about the bear cabin is is uh, the tracker because they they reveal that uh, they they get a tracker on the A team's van, and the tracker that they're using is this hilarious giant box. I oh love my it. god! With a huge antenna sticking out of it, and, <laughs> and like just a, a knob. A, yeah, an old school <laughs> switch. I don't know what the term is for those little metal switches, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. And my first thought was, at some point in the Joe Stryker franchise, a tracker box like that has to be present. Well, uh, funny you say that, because <laughs> when we watch this scene, we're like, that's just like that scene that we just did. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yes, yeah. that is a thing. I leaned over and I was like, yeah, this this scene is like straight from Our the Joe Stryker <laughs> universe. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, well, that was my first thought. Was no, like, it's really funny that you said that because yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's that that's exactly what we said. It's definitely Joe Striker technology at play. <laughs> yes. Uh, so like the bear the rears phone. up, throws the dudes out the window. Uh, and they they get their comeuppance again, and we move on. Now, the subplot in this episode, or honestly, maybe it's the major plot, is that. This old guy, he didn't request the A team because they're the best. Uh, he requested, which they are, we're not disputing that. <laughs> he requested well, them because Templeton Peck, aka Face, is his son, or at least he's claiming it's his son, which is a pretty good twist. That, that That's why he wanted the A team because they even said they're like, that doesn't really make sense for the A team to reunite a family like, right this isn't their kind of mission yeah really. like they they did you know for for what little writing went into this episode uh it is at least consistent and we get uh it makes sense yeah absolutely like, like they set all that up early on so it worked out although the side effect of that is that it almost comes off like this guy really doesn't care that much about his daughter yeah, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. He's I'm, like, fuck her. Well, Face was trying to until... Oh, you know. right? Oh, 
as we're watching it, I leaned over to Ryan and I was like, watch, Face is going to try to fuck her. Yeah. And he's going to get like right up to where he's about to breach the crease. And then uh, Murdoch's going to be like, no, 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 no. Oh, man. If only if this was an HBO show that came out in like 2005, that would have been the scene. They would have yes. been in the sack naked like about to penetrate and then Murdoch would have run in the room like whoa put your wiener away <laughs> danger put the mouse back in the house <laughs> so yeah we we get that little that plot and Murdoch's struggle which I find Murdoch much more entertaining as a, a wacky insane person uh, than I do as a genuinely caring friend person. Yeah. I yeah. was much less entertained by Murdoch than I would normally be. And well, and the, the issue, like it was still a good story. And I actually like that aspect of it is that the A team is a family. Uh, they do care for each other and have relationships, you know, within the team. But it was just odd. I mean, I don't know. I guess Murdoch was your only guy to go to on that because obviously Mr. T is not going to play that role. Uh, Hannibal is the leader and, and nobody cares about Poochie. Fra Frankie. Yeah. Frankie. Frankie. Yeah. Just call him Poochie. I like that better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who worked on Jaws. The, yeah. The Jaws. Like guy. we did it in Jaws. The guy who invented Jaws. Yes. yes. Uh, but like Murdoch was kind of the only one left to fill that role. And it does make sense because he has been portrayed as sensitive. And, uh, you know, uh, while we joke about Mr. T being the heart of the team, uh, Murdoch really is kind of the heart of the team because he, he gets, uh, he, he pulls everybody together a lot of the time. He's the one who he's kind of the glue because he is crazy. He is damaged. So very often the team members have to, put aside whatever problems they have to help this guy who's shell-shocked because of the war. Um, it, it does make sense. I just think that his characterization in this fifth season is less fun than what we'd seen previously for me. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, like, just, just the, the general circumstances of the A-team, instead of being, like, on the run – as opposed to being like, you know, kind of apprehended, but kind of like in this weird, like, they're like on call limbo or they're on call for like, uh, to hunt Stockwell or whatever his stupid name is. That's and, exactly uh, his name. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Frankie Kazarian, Poochie is. Don't you impugn the fine name of Frankie Kazarian. How dare you, sir? Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it, it it lost because a lot of the appeal of the early seasons and why I fell in love with the show initially was that rogue element that they had. Yeah. Uh, the the raging against the machine, as it were. Yeah, I like them as anti-heroes. Yes. Yeah. And and now but but again, five seasons in. Yeah, you gotta do something. You gotta mix it up somehow. And I feel <laughs> like maybe uh, I I went ahead and just bought the whole season because I had to make the choice of $2 for this episode or $10 for the whole season. So I was like, well, 
shit, I might as well just buy the whole season. Yeah. I'm curious to see if maybe there's a little more conflict with Stockwell. Maybe there are, you know, because this episode wasn't one that was built to show the A-team bucking the system. It was it was about family and about more of the team being a family than it was about them being any kind of outlaws or, or anything like that or reluctant heroes, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I, I did kind of gather that Stockwell is like a piece of shit and like they don't like working for him, but he's got him by the balls. So I'm sure yeah. that that comes into play. Yeah, I would imagine so. Now, now to go back, um, you know, I was talking about being disoriented at the beginning of this episode because I really didn't know what the setup was at this point. Uh, in my memory, if if previous to watching this, if, if we had been just sort of talking about the A-team, uh, I remembered them getting apprehended and I think maybe I would have even said that the show got canceled and we never get a resolution for that because I very much remember them being in like the federal prison, but I don't remember any of the elements that we saw in this episode. So I'm wondering if maybe I didn't see this season or I thought the show was done after the fourth season or I, I definitely saw this season because I remember like I remember Stockwell and I remember Poochie and like like I, I mind the Stockwell wrinkle less than I mind Poochie um like but I feel like if uh, it had ended with them being captured I would have been fine with it but I don't know. I, I'll tell you what I remember. I remember the big claw on the front of the van, but I feel like I remember that because they did it like three times before, not because I remember this episode at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, I feel like I've for sure seen that gimmick. That seemed familiar to me too. Yeah. From Although, one of the like, other episodes. One thing they say is that uh, in the... Uh, the, the trivia section on imdb.com apparently the the plot twist where like they're trying to figure out is this guy actually face his father or is he say he's face his father uh they had a they had a hotline number where people could call in what oh like death in the family yeah like so it was decided like at the end like they probably you know recorded two takes well, that just made this episode completely different. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean. It blows my mind that in the fifth season in 1986, people still cared enough about the A-Team for them to have made that a thing, but even more that anybody would care whether or not this guy was Face's father. Some guy you've never heard of. Right. Eyebrow is, man. Yeah. And he dies. So there's like, it means there's nothing. no point. Right. It's right. not like he gets to have a relationship well, with a the guy. Or, now, I, I guess that was it. But he's just like, yeah, he was your dad. Too bad he's dead. Credits roll. Like, <laughs> That's really like the, odd. The yeah. big thing we got out of that was Face like shoving Murdoch down and then they reconcile literally 30 seconds later. Immediately. So I've got two quotes here from Evil Whiteman that I want to throw out real quick. <laughs> uh, the first one is, I'm a politician. Bull is my specialty. <laughs> Which is so 
eighties. I mean, obviously it, it's, it's a, it's a quote that transcends time. Yes. But, Accurate. But yes, definitely very eighties. Uh, and then the second one, this, this was my favorite one. Uh, I would probably buy a shirt with this on it, but it would have to be, I would want it to be an olive green shirt with yellow stencil print. Uh, it is, don't be a fool. Nobody's going to take the A team. And <laughs> yeah. He says was... this to, to uh, Owens yeah. when he's talking about, we'll go take him out. Don't be a fool. Nobody's going to take the A team. I love like that. Like you they, said, at that point, they're just unstoppable. Yeah. And then they are. I mean, they really are. Well, again, in this episode, they feel that way. There, There's no real threat to them at any point. True, they're they're nigh unstoppable. So we've talked about this being the fifth season and about it obviously being later. Well, the last season, late in the life of the show, uh, and I, it shows to me because I have uh, a couple of years ago when this was free on Prime, I got a good bit into the first and second seasons and was watching, refreshing on some of the shows or some of the episodes, um, and. So much of the first two or three seasons is just ingrained into my soul. Uh, I remembered specific uh, storylines, things that they did, like stuff that they built, because that that was a big thing is every episode they would build some ridiculous new contraption to humiliate the bad guys. Uh, but this is has all the earmarks of of a later season of a television show the new cast member which we've talked about plenty uh but new musical cues as well because when you could count on when the action started to go down you would hear the variation of the a-team theme that was the like mr t's building shit or like we're fortifying the old folks home to withstand an assault or whatever the case may be and you knew those musical cues at like, I, I would, you know, that feeling when, like when you're a big nerd for something, I think star Wars is probably the easiest example when you're sitting down to watch a star Wars movie and the, the first notes of the theme kick in and you get the right at the base of your spine, you get those chills, those nerd chills. Oh yeah. Like, you kind of get that with the A-team theme when they start building the thing and they they changed the theme up. A lot of the musical cues in this episode were different from the standard cues and it was it threw me off. It was weird. So there were there were so many signs of like they were trying to change stuff up. They were trying to keep it fresh. And I can't say that I think the alternative of just leaving things the way that they were would have been any more successful because obviously this is the last season. So they were done after this, but it was, it was disorienting for me completely with everything being different from what I expected. Yeah. I'm definitely going to like have to go back and finish it because I am curious to how it actually ends. Cause I have no idea. Yeah. I want to, I want to go. What I'd like to do is just jump ahead and watch like the last couple episodes just to see where it ends. Because I, my hope is that it's not just going to be like, here's the next mission and the next mission, and there's no resolution. Like oh, it's just, yeah. they're back in the headquarters. I think it might actually be that way. I think I, I, like, that would be my guess. Like, I think they don't know that they're like, the, that the last episode is the last episode when they're filming it. Like it probably got canceled after the season. 
like they just decided not to do a new season, but who knows? Yeah, I, I, my guess would be that there's no real resolution. There's no like Hannibal bought a desert island and they all retired there or whatever, or not a desert island. I guess he would probably buy a nice island <laughs> <laughs> and they all retired that's there. Fan, that's where Fantasy Island came from. Uh, so late in the episode, uh, our heroes are at the cabin with the daughter. Uh, the, the, the father has died, which we didn't see him die. Did we, didn't she yeah. just walk no, out and be it was like super anticlimactic? Yeah. She's like, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, but we also had, we had to get rid of this guy. He can't act. Um, <laughs> so they, they go and they see the bad guys like that are coming for them at the store and they race back to the cabin and they're like, Hey, come on. We got to go now. The bad guys are coming now. And she like walks dramatically out of the cabin and is like, my father's dead. So it goes from, we've got to get our asses in the van and go now to hold on. Let's bury him real quick. Then we can go. <laughs> that, well, that's actually my note. Is yeah. That, what the fuck is that BA and uh, is it BA and face that encounter him or is it BA and Murdoch? Encounter the bad guys. I think it's face. Face. Okay. Face and Poochie. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, two of them encounter the bad guys somewhere, and of course, dispatch them handily. Race back to the cabin, and they're like, "The bad guys are on the way. We gotta go." And and but then they they bury the dead, and Face and Murdoch have to have their little uh, confrontation in the woods. So there's no urgency whatsoever so the, it's, they basically are like all right well we can't just get out of here because we got to bury this old eyebrow guy <laughs> murdoch have to do their thing so let's let's make some booby traps instead jaw, jaw, guy who invented jaws can you put some explosives out in the yard yeah <laughs> yeah and can you blow up this perfectly good wheelchair for no fucking reason whatsoever right. just did <laughs> I mean, in, in their defense the owner of the wheelchair was dead by that point. So. And in their defense, blowing up wheelchairs is always hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ellen, my, my final note here was Ellen Bancroft is a terrible actor. And I don't know what the actor's name was, but she was awful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was like, my father's dead. Well, thank you for emoting. It, so I feel like the the team, um, George Papard, Dirk Benedict, Mister T, Dwight Dwight Schultz, sounds right, uh, and Poochie. <laughs> Obviously, Poochie's not going to be phoning in because I think he was added at the end of the fourth season because he I believe he was part of the whole federal prison storyline, uh, which is the one I really want to go back and watch, but I don't know whether I want to pay ten dollars for the whole season to go watch it. Uh, but like the core team, it was this weird thing where they were phoning it in, but they didn't totally feel like they were phoning it in. They were just, they were so comfortable in their respective roles. And this episode didn't ask any more of them than that. So it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't disappointing, but it wasn't anything special either. Yeah, it wasn't like the best episode of the A team that I've seen at all, but uh, but it was enjoyable. It was good. Like I would definitely be, you know, I would. I it made me want to go back and watch all of them. If they had had 
that turkey dinner scene, yes, I would add this to my Thanksgiving, my annual Thanksgiving viewing. Yeah, I agree. But they yeah. didn't for some reason. Instead, the biggest acknowledgement we get of Thanksgiving is at the end when Ellen shows up in front of Congress or whatever it is, and she's like, I'm an American, so I can stop this very important meeting. Yeah, and, and they were like, it is the law. I'm like, it, it, is the, right. it is? There's, <laughs> a, there's no specific reference or anything. The, the other evil white man that's in charge of the proceedings is like, well, that is the law. <laughs> What law? What the law of people law. wandering in and holding up the government? Is that the law? Yeah, if you're if you are an American citizen, you can interrupt any sort of government proceedings Anything. anytime you want to. It's Next shit, I'm time, gonna try that now. Next time you see the, the president on TV, you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna head up there and, and put a little kibosh on this. <laughs> yes. Because that's it's the like law. A, it's like an airbud where the opposing coach is always like, Hey, the, this isn't cool. Like this this dog is playing basketball, and then like the referee always looks at him and says, "There's nowhere in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball." <laughs> well, there's is, probably nowhere in the rule book that says you can't shoot the other team, but you would be I don't know not recommended to do that. That's the weirdest reference you've made in the history Air, of the show. Airbud. <laughs> yes, I mean. I feel like that's I think about made Air several Airbud references. I think about Airbud a lot because it's absurd. Wow. But I'll save uh, that for the Airbud comment. It is whimsical. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh so she the that's our other reference to Thanksgiving is she you know at the beginning we get we want to reunite them for Thanksgiving. And then at the end she walks in and says, My father died on Thanksgiving, so I'm holding up your shit, buddy. And that's it. That's kind of all we get. We don't get the dinner. We don't get, we do get turkey references at the beginning, which, okay. So, Nicole, you caught this. And I honestly thought I was just hallucinating at the time. So, Murdoch is raising turkeys. Apparently, he says it at least twice. Yeah. I'm guessing that their new safe house also has turkeys there. And it's like a, a turkey farm. farm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it now looks like a I'm turkey farm. Yeah. Now that I'm raising turkeys, now that I'm working with turkeys, I'm like, what? Which is where the never get too friendly with a bird you're going to eat comes in. I, this is what I'm going to have to do is my uh, post recording homework and, and report back. I don't, listeners, I'm not making any promises here, but I suppose I should go and look at the prior episode. And see if see, thing. right to see if there's any yeah. reference whatsoever to the turkey raising. I, I kind of feel like there's not. It's just some random shit I, they threw in there. I th I think you're probably right. Either that, oh. or he's got like turkey eggs like under his pillow that he's like hand raising. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned turkey eggs because this is the conversation that was spurred by this episode. Uh, Phantom Junior uh, made a joke about Thanksgiving breakfast. And I said, well, Thanksgiving breakfast, I guess you'd have scrambled turkey eggs and turkey bacon. And then I thought about it and like turkey eggs, do we, can you scramble or fry turkey eggs? Does that happen? I don't know. I've never I, heard of anyone eating them. I've no. never heard of that ever, but I also feel like an egg is an egg. So right. I know you, you should be able to. You can definitely scramble duck eggs. Because I've had those, and they're delicious. Yeah. 
Like, why don't we eat turkey eggs? I mean, because turkeys are mean as fuck. <laughs> That's more reason to wipe them out. But, but are are they? I mean, they're scary. Than, are they meaner than geese? Well, I, that's what I was going to say. Nothing is meaner than geese. What's worse, turkeys or geese? But we have to save the geese conversation because I believe goose is more of a traditional Christmas food. Yes. So I've but heard. Also, I've... we have to save it for when when Derek can be on. That's true. That's true. He would know better than we would. Uh, yeah. So what? Has anybody ever actually had Christmas goose? No, no I don't. I've I don't never think eaten anybody a goose. has. <laughs> well, after I mean, 1920, has. like I after 1920, more people had eat that. fucking crawfish. So I mean, you know, they've gnawed into some gooses. <laughs> I, I've had turducken. That sounds like too much. That's like turkey duck. How does that chicken work? turkey duck chicken? It's like a chicken turkey. What? Yeah. Turducken. It's a, it's a is like I'm familiar with that, but Ryan just threw chicken into the mix. Chicken is in there. Yeah. That's Turducken where the end in comes Turduck- in. Oh, yeah. It's a chicken so. and a duck and a turkey. Yeah. Whoa. There's, a, there's <laughs> an EN on the end. How, what is the, what do you just blend it? Is it <laughs> yeah, like a, you put is it, it like in a, a blender it's, and it's like, you drink it. It's like, like one inside no, another. I think it's like a, a pate. Human centipede. No, you take you take like a duck and you shove it up a turkey's ass. <laughs> so it's ass to <laughs> And then yeah. you take a chicken and you shove it up the duck's ass. Well, you might do it in the reverse order. Yeah, it would probably be easier. The duck goes up the chicken's ass. <laughs> well, I guess the it chicken depends goes on how, the turkey. How big the duck or the chicken is? Is this legit? Yeah. Yeah. This is how this works. Yeah. There's several ass insertions, and then you put it in the oven and you eat it. Why do you think I brought it up? So what? This no, is Arian's this new is and Arian's, interesting anal corner. Arian's uh, holiday anal corner. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like the Martha Stewart of anal cookery. Foul edition. So okay, so it's turducken. It's chicken, yeah. turkey, and duck. Yes, yes. which is you not put, as good as pie cakeing. You put one inside <laughs> of the other, inside of the other. Yes, and it's just three different meats yeah it's like bacon on a cheeseburger it's like meat on meat it is okay it is not like i appreciate your attempt to simplify (laughs) this for me but it is not like bacon on a cheeseburger (laughs) there is no anal orifice invasion in bacon cheeseburgers that's true i don't know where a cheeseburger's anus is that's a good question but (laughs) one we have to save for another day because i believe we have, come, we have come to the end of rational conversation yes. of a team family reunion. Do you guys have any final thoughts about this episode before we wrap it up? My final thought is doesn't matter where you are. It's where your heart is and that's where your family is. That's what, that's all I got to say. My final thought is how is the clown drive through such a trope? <laughs> My final thought is, why is that bird up another bird's asshole? I mean, why, why not? My final thought is, why do I not know anyone who's ever eaten a turkey egg? Ever. No. It's weird. Okay, so what's weirder, though? Not knowing anybody who's ever eaten a turkey egg or not knowing anybody who's ever eaten a goose? Because eating, Both. eating goose I mean, is in like... In Soviet Russia, like songs and stuff. Yeah, but so is chestnuts. And but so is fuck figgy pudding, ch- yeah. yeah. Who eats all that shit? You've never had figgy pudding? No. no. That's made up. Are you an orphan? What? 
<laughs> you need to eat some fucking fig newtons and some pudding. That sounds rich like white orphan food. food. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I didn't eat it. Oh well, there you go. We'll have some uh, rich white next men? time when when we can get back together again next Christmas. Uh, we will have some figgy pudding together, and you guys will see that. Uh, I- I don't know. I mean, I'll try it. I I had a chestnut uh, over an open fire. Chestnuts are bullshit. Fucking gross. Like no, that was it's terrible. they're worse than hazelnuts, and hazelnuts yeah. are the devil's nuts. Yeah, not good. <laughs> Plus, like, who is Chet, and why are you eating his nuts? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Arian, what are you up to? Where can we find you online? Uh, you- I don't know. I don't mind doing shit. Uh, you can find me at, at such a lazy man on Instagram. If you want to see pictures of my pets and shit uh, this week, I'm also making a cheesecake. You can see pictures of that Ooh. A pumpkin cheesecake. I will also be making a pumpkin cheesecake. You're copying me. No. Yeah. Are you, are you <laughs> using, are you making a, a ginger ganache icing for the no. top? No, no, I am definitely ah. not. So yours will be more fancy. That's right. You know what would be great, Ryan? Ryan and Nicole. You know what would be great? What's that? A pumpkin cheesecake candle. We have a pumpkin candle. Oh, that yeah, I like that idea. That's Why don't nice. you tell us about it and where we can find them? Well, our pumpkin candle is called Devil's Day. Uh, you can find it at www.cadavercandleco.bigcartel.com. Uh, we also have much more than just pumpkin candles. We have two very special Christmas candles uh, that you should order before they are gone forever or in, at least until next Christmas. The Devil's Day wax melts smell so good that I literally had to exert adult self-control not to eat one they don't taste that good no i'm sure they're horrible (laughs) tasting but they smell incredible highly recommended yeah we uh make some pretty fucking excellent candles so follow us at uh cadaver candle co on instagram uh find us on facebook cadaver candle co or company or whatever and uh then go on our website and um spend your money and we will send you candles in the mail it's pretty pretty rad how that works and then you can uh, find me at um battle cougar on instagram um and i pretty much just talk about my cat because she's a popular kitten hashtag popular kitten yes i'm not a cat guy but that's a very cute cat she's the best oh my god can we have a whole podcast where we just talk about how awesome nude is i can do that (laughs) i'll balance it out by talking about how much of an asshole my cat is that's fine. We should get That's them in the room true. together. Cat, cat cast not, coming not soon. Your cat's life. We guys, thank you for talking about the A-Team on this month's Needless Quarantary listeners. Please join us next month when we will be talking about Ernie Race Jr.'s Christmas Jubilee. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no such thing, but I sure wish there was. I just want to say before we go that, Dave, when you hold your head a certain way on Zoom, it looks like you have no ears. Yeah, it's because I'm wearing my headset. It blends into the background. Oh, there's your ears. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm Dumbo. Uh, it's called being a professional. Will, next time we do this, hopefully we will have a, a camera of some sort. I got to figure out why the hell my new computer does not work with any camera. I would like to take us back to a couple of years ago when I was asking Arian questions about computer stuff. 
and and Ryan goes, <laughs> I do computer stuff too. I mean, I do. I just I've never had to fucking live in a weird quarantine time where I talk to people through cameras. I've never needed to. Yeah, we just have like a I really just, badass computer that didn't happen to come with a camera. Yeah. And well, my mine didn't either, but I. I Bought, well, I bought the one Arian recommended. As a matter of fact, actually, the yeah, Arian recommend me the one. guy who knows how to do computer I'll, stuff. I'll, uh, I'll I'll send a the link in chat. Sweet. I pl- I plugged it in and it just worked. Believe me, because if it had required any more than that, uh, I would be communicating with you guys via stone tablet right now. Yeah, it's weird. Like the ones I like, I, it's not even like I can update any drivers or anything. They just do, it just doesn't show up at all. And I've had multiple ones, and they just don't show up at all. I don't know what the hell. And my USB ports work, so kind of out of options. I don't well, know. we're going to have to figure it out because coming soon to Twitch, Needless Things live party with booze. Hell yeah. I forgot. Are we still recording? We are still recording. Shit. That's our okay. sign-off. Uh, <laughs> listeners, thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope uh, you get to have some awesome food and hang out with some people that you like enough to – shout at about things that they disappoint you about uh and next time or next month we will have a new i don't know what we're going to talk about love boat love boat (laughs) yeah go eat some turkey eggs and uh turkey eggnog yeah no no later guys bye bye i gotta tell you guys i kind of wish i had not thought of the concept of turkey eggnog or turkey eggs in any way because it all just kind of disturbs me now thank you for listening to the needless things podcast thank you for sharing the needless things podcast if you've ever done so if you haven't why not go to the needless things youtube channel this week there were reviews of two new undertaker figures because we are still celebrating 30 years of the dead man So go check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, share. And in the prior week, I reviewed the entire second series of AEW Unrivaled action figures, which is a tough find right now. It is possible that I am one of 384 people who currently have that set. Possibly less if people ordered multiple sets. Uh, it's I think it's the most popular video on the channel at the moment because people are just dying to see these figures because it's a great wave. Uh, so go check that out. Join the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. Yes, you do have to answer the questions when you request to join. And no, they are not difficult questions at all. Uh, we have, uh, what do we have coming up? I don't want to say what we have coming up because, as always, things uh, in motion the future is or something like that. Uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful time of year regardless of what you celebrate or acknowledge or choose to believe is true or not. Uh, Just remember to have some fun. Even if you don't agree with necessarily specific dates, or, or things that those dates are supposed to represent. Just find find some fun to have. We all deserve some fun. I love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.